Shot of Wrestling, episode 76, and a way we go. I be busting, freestyles, and stone cold stunting, and hitting the attitude adjustment. Brothers of destruction, Undertaker came, sit in the fire or get cool like Roman Reigns. Get this dude love, and you got my back. Man, you're so kind, and hit that Cactus Jack, and Patty Yag, the face. Run the place now, so phenomenal and I'm breaking the walls down. You're about to get hit, we going off the script. If you don't submit, you get hit with the super kick. We talk at WWE, it's a shot of wrestling with Green Man and MJT. It's a shot of wrestling, and we're coming to you pre-recorded from Omega Studios. I'm the Green Man, and along with me each and every week, he is the sexiest man alive. He is your host, Michael J. Putty. How you doing, my man? Who voted? My mom? <laughs> Even that's weird. <laughs> I don't know what fucking group you fucking voted in. Uh, my, my eyes have seen the glory and they have revealed the sexiest man alive. Like, people should really put you on the cover. Yeah, okay. Yeah, completely, completely agree. But yeah, makes one of you. How's your weekend? How you been, my man? Oh, it's fantastic. Thank you so much for asking. It was great. How was yours? How was your uh, indie well, extravaganza? Well, well, before we got started with my indie extravaganza, I got a chance to listen to episode 65 of A Shot of Wrestling, where... Um, Damn. Yeah. You're fucking behind. <laughs> where we included... Uh, yep, I like wrestling. And if you listen to okay, the show... Um, that's episode 75... 75. Sorry, see? Too many shots I mean, of wrestling. All our right. notes, of course, you said 65, 60-something. I'm like, no. I'm a little dyslexic. I guarantee it's I'm a little... It's a two and a half months you took off. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm a little dyslexic. Uh, but yeah. The dyslexic would be 57. 57? Not oh. 65. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> I write the small bus to, to a shot of wrestling every day. Um, all right. 75. There it is. Thank, thanks for correcting me. No problem. Want to pause for edit? Want to pause for edit? Hold on. Hold on. There you go. Okay. okay, thank you. Uh, but yeah, great show you did uh, without the Green Man. <laughs> what else is new? Um, Fucking hold uh, me down sometimes. You, you do. You've been holding it down strong for 75, now 76 episodes. Yep. Uh, but yeah, yep, I like wrestling. It was a great uh, chance to chat with them. And if you do not have SummerSlam tickets, if you are not going to be at NXT TakeOver the, this coming weekend, in two weekends... We're two weekends Something away like from SummerSlam. I'm too many shots into this. Jesus Christ. You have to go to Legends Bar. They're on 33rd Street, a block away from Madison Square Garden. You want the feel of and the roar of the fans? Is Janelle going to be there? You're going to... Janelle... Who? Is Janelle from HR going to be there? Uh, yeah. I might have to show up to that one then. You may have to. You want to feel the roar of the crowd of what it feels like to be in Barclays Center? Go to the Yup, I Like Wrestling viewing parties. It's going to be for NXT. It's going to be for SummerSlam. If, if I didn't have tickets and I was going to be in Barclays, that's where I would be, Michael J. Putty. You know where I'm going to be? Where are you going to be, brother? My couch. <laughs> Just watching the Green Man oh, right man, on I'm TV. off the next day. I'm on vacation. Maybe you'll see what happens. You should, HR. F- Stay tuned at Michael J. Putty for further information of where I'm going to be for WrestleMania. Uh, SummerSlam. Summer Maybe you're a little no, dyslexic. I already started. I'm already too many <laughs> shots in. Rough week. Too many shots in. Before yeah. I even started. Before I got here. Shit. You're drunk as a skunk, man. In some water. Yeah. Well, 
so I did that. That started off the weekend. And then, uh, like you said, I went to some indie shows. Yeah. Uh, I started off with, I went to uh, Capital Wrestling out in Hoboken with J-E-double-F. Hey, Word Life. The official loser of the co-host search. <laughs> yes. Uh, you called them, not me. Yeah. I like hanging out with the losers of, of a Shadow Wrestling co-host search. And he was a great time. He was pretty chill. Daniel Zaya? Uh, maybe Daniel next fucking, weekend. Uh, Maybe next guy? weekend, Zaya. Uh, that was two weekends ago. Okay, we did a little karaoke. It's cool. Uh, but yeah, Capital Wrestling put out a great show. Um, I had to leave a little early. Why? Um, because I wanted to catch up with the crowning of the inaugural champion of BCW. I mean, we've been following this tournament for for weeks, for months. I mean, we were there. I checked out when EJ uh, lost. Oh. Eric Jaden, for those of you who don't know him like I do. <laughs> but yeah, I, so I had to be there to the end. But there was a lot of great news that happened from Capital Wrestling before I got to BCW. One, uh, Colossal Mike lost, su- suffered a concussion. Uh, yeah, it sucked. So here, your boys at a shot of wrestling will be following up with Colossal Mike Law next because we need to find out. We got, we got to see if this guy is doing all right. If, yeah. if he's still wrestling, did he lose his smile or will he be back in the ring anytime soon? Uh, but then the other exciting thing that happened at Capital Wrestling, it was Jeff Cannonball decided to throw his opponent in, into a, a Nissan Sentra outside the, the stadium, the arena, the school, the the amphitheater, whatever they call it. It was a building. I went inside. There was a ring. And then we went outside and uh, Campbell decided to break some cars. And uh, shoot, cops were called and they did not want the fans to hang around there. But your boys at a shot of wrestling got as much footage as we could and you could check it out on our Instagram. Which Michael J. Putty, if you wanted to follow us, where could we? where could they do that? What did they do? Uh, it's Instagram and Twitter at Michael J. Putty. <laughs> if you want any links, <laughs> any uh, retweets, you find it at Michael J. Putty. Or a shot of wrestling on oh, Facebook. Whatever. A shot of wrestling on Instagram. Shot of wrestling. No A on Twitter. That's where you can find all our shit. Go Perfect. follow our stuff. Be a follower of a shot of wrestling. Do the likes. Tell other people to like. That's what it's all about. We uh, answer every comment, question, and uh, concern. Yeah. If you have concerns, like all of a sudden Michael J. Putty, he decided to rename himself to at Michael J. Putty. So now he wants me to when I say, yo, what's going on, Michael J. Putty? He wants me to say, uh, uh, that's not my name. It's at Michael J. Putty. Bullshit. Mm, that's, not, that's really technically my name. Yeah. Did you change your name to at Michael J. Putty? That's my handles yeah but it's not your name why should i uh, green man's not your name <laughs> there we go here it is <laughs> um but on to the second half of the night michael j putty which oh, is going okay a very important part because we got to see who became the inaugural champion so who was their at champion BCW? there was no one so the guy just wrestled for nothing no there was a t- dude I'm saying before this title came into picture, there was no champion. That's weird. BCW had no champion. I mean, the organization's been around for one, one, two, three years maybe, um, and this is the first champion they've had. And they had a tournament, rightly so. You have to earn your title. 
You think raw. You got to earn it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like SmackDown. They took a page out, out of the book. Um, Mike Orlando started off the night being attacked, winning his match, but then losing the battle, hurt his knee, came back at the end of the night to fight Ezreal, and he killed it. He literally killed it. Uh, Ezreal or Ezekiel? Real. Um, Or maybe he got killed. Because they attacked his knee. There were some big spots with him on chairs. People were trying to stop the match. People were begging and pleading and saying, Orlando, please don't do this. But he needed to do this. He wanted to go all the way to the end. Because when you start a tournament, there's certain people who are, are not visionaries like Mike Orlando. There there's certain people who just come to his tournament and they think match for match. Visionary scaries. <laughs> but he saw the finish line. He's one of the few people who started this tournament and saw the end with him holding that title. And so you're saying Eric Jaden didn't? Huh? Maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't. Well, Maybe he lost focus. I didn't say that to you. Why? You know EJ. what? EJ, there's a lot more things we got coming up for you that uh, we, we will disclose later on in this episode. But right now, Shot of Wrestling exclusive. Oh, it's not talking about my date? That's fine. Michael J. Putty, I have always wanted to do this. Ladies and gentlemen, a shot of wrestling proudly presents to you the intergender world champion of the known universe, Colossal Mike Law. Very well done. Very well done, I must say. I thought, you know, I mean, I mean, can I hire you to be like my personal like ring announcer? That was actually very well done. Yeah, if you give us a shot of wrestling credit, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just wear the shirts. We'll come yes, down yeah. the ring with the green man. We'll take care of you, Mike Law. Ah, man, I am so happy to have you on the show tonight. This past, I think we all are after <laughs> what happened. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, on Saturday, July 29th at Capital Wrestling's Hoboken show, Mike, you were in a match with the Bad Apple Matt McIntosh. It was a great match i have to say i was right there loved every minute of it you came out on top however after the bell you collapsed so please walk us through what happened uh towards the final moments of that match i, I will say look uh you know there was a lot of trash talk between matt and i for the sh- you know before the event happened you know a lot of it's true man like at the end of the day like uh, i'm not buddy buddy with the guys you know what i mean like i'm here for business man and uh you know he's one of the guys that understands that so right. i can respect that to me i don't know where it was I'm pretty sure I haven't watched the match, but I'm pretty sure I got I took a knee to the head, and uh, that rocked me, man. Like mm. you know, I've, and I've been hit pretty hard before. I mean, I've been around long enough to have faced some guys who uh, were heavy hitters. Uh, but I think it was a combination of like the speed and the surprise factor that didn't really let me like take it in. And, and when I got that, that, I saw stars, man. Uh, I, I do remember going to, to I winning, obviously winning the match, but then going to the second row, and then I just got really dizzy. You know what I mean? Like I just started getting really dizzy, and uh, it was weird, man. It's like you ever you, if you're at your house or you know your apartment or not, and, and you flicker the light. Mm-hmm. That's that's exactly what started happening. Oh wow! So like it's kind of like lights were flickering in and out of my head, and then uh, you know next thing you know, I'm like I I just I like passed out, man, and uh, I. I I don't like that's the last thing I remember other than when they took me to the back and they like you know they checked up on me to see if I was okay and 
you know, obviously I had to go to the emergency room right after, you know, uh, just to make sure that, you know, everything was, was up and up. Like, again, guys, I've been doing this for a while, like about, I would say roughly about 13 years. And uh, it's great that we now pay attention to these sort of things because when I first started, uh, guys were getting concussions on a regular and it wasn't considered a big deal. Um, you know, I remember getting a pretty good one uh, early on in my in my wrestling training and then coming back the week after because, again, we just wow. weren't really savvy about the things that happened. Um, luckily enough, it wasn't it wasn't the worst. And, uh, you know, doctors say I'm good to go. Uh, I should be good to go next week. But to take this weekend off, uh, no heavy lifting, no, you know, nothing crazy. Uh, but they said that it wasn't it wasn't as severe as uh, as, as had been thought. But, uh, you know, again, it, it happens, guys. I have no, I have no problem that in terms of that end. Um, I do want a rematch because I, I feel that um, although I lo- although I did win and he lost, I feel like from from my perspective, uh, you know, I think I, I I had to be carried out. So in my head, it's like I lost. You know what I mean? I need to walk out on my own two feet. That makes sense. Well, towards the end of the match, I mean, we didn't even just watching it. Um, we thought you were just basking in the glory of just winning the match. You took, you took a breath when you were laying down on the ground, and I think you then looked over to the announce table and you whispered something. What did you whisper to them? Can you uh, remember? They, they were just looking, and, and I don't. I was. It was kind of like, I man, it was weird. It was like one of those things where I hear myself saying something, but I don't think like it, anything was coming out. Wow. So okay. I think at one point one of the photographers looked over and saw that I wasn't moving and he he ran and he ran and he you know they, they, they got help but it was just one of those things where I, I was probably trying to say something and it just I, it, it wasn't coming out like mm-hmm. like the vocals weren't coming out it just it was probably just mouthing you know I'm assuming try to get help you know what I mean? Uh, I'm a big football fan, and recently they implemented a concussion protocol. So is there anything concussion, like, uh, things they have in place in the independent wrestling scene? Or do you get a doctor note and you're good to go? How's that work? Uh, that, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, you know, it. I mean, independent wrestling obviously doesn't have the financial backing uh, of, of an NFL or, or an NHL or the WWE. So it's not at that point where you can, like, have that uh, jurisdiction. You know what I mean? Uh, I think one day when all the independent companies decide if they want to come together and, and create some sort of, you know, main state commission, uh, that would be something to, to look at. But uh, honestly, you know, my, I, I trust my doctor with my life, which uh, does something because I'm not really yeah. good at going to the doctor. Yeah, me either. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I literally have to be at a desk door to, yeah. to go at, to, to visit a hospital. And, um, you know, that's one of those things where I would personally just, uh, you know, take, you know, get the note, the seal of approval and know that, uh, you know, it, it's go time. Awesome. Well, I'm really happy to hear that you're doing well i mean leading up to the event i was really excited uh to actually see you in action and and you and and mcintosh really put on a great match so if you're looking for that rematch i am there because your match will just rival anything that you would see in any independent ring or on any wwe uh global force wrestling impact whatever you want to call them but literally I think you guys sold the show. Uh, I appreciate it, man. I mean, you know, I, I think it, it's been a rough time for me. And I, and I get it. Look, I'm not the guy who does the flashiest moves. I'm not the guy who, you know, does the craziest high spot or, you know, maneuver. Um, you know, I, I do what I put in, in terms of my effort. Um, it, 
if you are a fan of wrestling, if you're a fan of our business, uh, you will have no other choice but to recognize that. And they're doing that. You know what I mean? Matt, I mean, Matt does some pretty incredible things too. And, uh, you know, again, I tip my hat off to him. He's a tough kid. He's a tough opponent. Um, you know, it, it was the right mix of two guys trying to outdo each other to make a point. Oh, yeah. That's the, when you're going to have your best matches. We saw you that. Know, two guys. <laughs> Exactly. When you have two guys who are hungry and want to just outdo each other, that that right there is, is normally a tall tale sign that it, it's going to be a good one. And um, that's what it was, man. Like I had to prove to him uh, and to, and a lot of people, man. Like, look, I'm not an internet darling. I'm not the guy that everyone's pushing. Like, hey, this guy's going to make it to the, that next level. I, I've had to work for every single thing that I've earned. It hasn't been given to me. I don't hang out with groups. I'm not part of any clique or any you know any wrestling group. Uh, I didn't graduate to come from a school that has any current WWE guys and I am not begrudging anybody who does I'm just saying that uh, the time frame that I've came from none of with the exception of a few guys who are very well known a lot of those guys are not doing much or, or have moved on and you know I'm just one of those guys that came from an era where you know things are different you know no I totally understand well I mean you definitely are turning some, some heads and in a recent Shot of Wrestling interview with Matt and Ryan Shapiro he named you as one of the Indies ready now talents. So, how do you feel about that statement? One and who else do you think should be on that list with you? Uh, yeah, my, again, much respect to Matt Matthew Rashbaro. Uh, you know, he's a guy that he sees it, man. Like again, like it, to me, it's like there, and I know it's in. I've been training, I train, I practice, and I study what we do, and, and it's in, embedded in my in my in my in my DNA. That, you know, this pro wrestling thing. But yeah, you know. Again, uh, utmost respect. I much appreciate it. Um, and again, that's, that's something that this type of experience has done. It. I have a lot. The, the I guess the unfair or fair advantage I have is I came from a different time frame in wrestling. Uh, this was before the internet boom. This was before the um, you know social media boom. Where now it's not that easier, but it's a lot more competitive to, to be in our industry where you have to be on top of your game. Again, I, I appreciate that, and uh, I, that, that's my goal is to show everybody that I can be that guy you know i'm not the guy again i'm not the guy that people are like oh look at this guy when you see me live you will see why people believe that i am that guy that's all i have to say you know um once you see me live you can see where i'm coming from you can see what the experience that i bring um as far as other guys i'll tell you right now i wouldn't want to be a promoter i wouldn't want to be a booker uh in the indies for my my estimation from the uh northeast because there's a lot of guys man there are a lot of talented dudes in every corner of 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 just the tri-state area let alone the midwest california um as far as guys that's a tough one man i i can name i can name to name people uh, off top of my head would almost be an injustice um i'll give i'll give mcintosh credit he's one of those guys that give him two or three four years Mm it's not a little less and, and 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 he'll be the guy to go to uh as well you know there's a lot of guys right now that are making some waves um from the house of glory school yeah. so those guys like Gangone, Smiley, mm. um, you know, uh, Private Party, uh, you name it. You know, Amazing Red has a has done a lot, and Brian Excel, I'll give him, I'll give him that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, have done a lot to make sure that those guys are moving on to the upper echelon. Same thing, Creator Pro, Kurt Hawk is Pat Buck, yeah, uh, just producing some incredible talent, man. And like, look to the fans out there, if you want to see the guys that are going to be on TV, that are going to be your uh, impact guys, your 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 WWE guys, your NXT guys in the next, uh you know, five to ten years, go to Creative Pro Show, go to House of Glory, go to the Indies, man. Support all these, you know, these companies that are bringing fresh faces to uh, to the market. 
You know, Battle Club Pro has a show next week. Certainly, you know, Capital, uh, one of my home companies, is a place to be as well. I mean, there's no question about it that these guys are on to something very big, and now is the time to, to, to get on board. Now, you mentioned earlier you were uh, part of a different kind of generation of wrestler. You came into it a lot earlier. So when did you know that you want to pursue a career in professional wrestling? Um, I think it's one of those things where, I'll tell you, it's the funny thing is my, my grandfather, uh, who I never got to meet, there's only a picture of me holding him, holding me when I was born. Uh, he died the year I was born, and he was a huge wrestling fan. Um, the irony being that I, you know, afterwards picked off where he left off. You know, like, I picked up where he left off in, in, in the fandom of pro wrestling, and as far as I can remember, I was probably four or five years old when I was watching wrestling. And from that point on, uh, I think my, the first match that I watched, Randy Savage versus Rick Steamboat inside of a steel cage Good one. Um, mm-hmm. in Madison Square Garden. And since that point on, I was hooked, man. I was like, I, I, it was, I feel like, again, it was embedded in my DNA, but throughout the years I have been just perfecting my craft and, and you know, just pushing my name out there more than I have uh, for years. You know, I did take time off, guys. I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but I did help create uh, one or two companies out there as well as help promote them. Um, and, uh, you know, I, during that time frame, I, I did take time off from the in-ring aspect. Uh-huh. So I wasn't doing any in-ring work. Uh, up until 2015, I, I then I restarted again. I guess you a question. I've always wanted to ask this guy, uh, in, uh, independent wrestler, a question. I'm going to ask you this. When you start out wrestling, do you, do you wrestle because you want to wrestle or do you want to wrestle to make it to the WWE? What's your goal here? I think, you know, everyone's goal at one point is to make I mean, in my opinion, and again, I, look, it's all subjective, man. I, to me personally, I, I can't put that in my head. Because if I put that in my head that I go, it's the WWE or nothing, then you're, you're really missing the ride. You're, you're missing mm, the fun that. of what we do. And well a lot of times that journey is probably the best thing going. The road trip, meeting different people, uh, having, you know, fantastic matches, having, you know, having fun matches or having a comp match or, you know, just the journey to that destination, whatever it may be, uh, whether it's New Japan, Ring of Honor, WWE, NXT, whatever, it, that to me is the essence of, you know, why I want to do this. I want to build the most, like, for me, like, I want to build the best possible portfolio of work where people will look back and, you know, mm-hmm. long after I'm dead and buried, that people look back and like, this guy, this guy was good. This guy was entertaining. Yeah. Man, he, he could talk. Oh, he could wrestle. You know, like, it, that's what I want. You know, to me, it's a legacy, man. I just want to leave a legacy. Yeah, I mean, I, well said the way you said it. And, you know, we, we say something here in A Shot of Wrestling that wrestling brings people together. Uh, so who in the business do you consider friends or mentors that have been part of this journey with you? Wow, uh, there's been so many who've come and gone, man. Uh, you know, I, through my trainers, through the guys that helped me train, uh, Lathan, Tower of Torture, from the old, long, long, again, Long, long Island uh, Doghouse, LIWF Doghouse, out in Jamaica, Queens. Um, I'm telling you, like, I, I, I remember there was something recently with, uh, I forget the names of the guys, but it was something with uh, a beatdown that happened at a show in Jersey and I remember just you know somebody sent me the video uh, on Twitter like on my personal page 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, uh, oh, this is a beatdown. And I go, no, man, like, if that's a beatdown, then, you know, some of the things I used to witness in the doghouse or arena Puerto Rico, like, first-degree murder, because <laughs> guys are getting killed, man. Like, oh, dudes are getting knocked out, like, left and right. And it was just, that, that was what it was back then, man. It was like, it really was a survival of the toughest. And we were taught not to back down from anybody, like, Dude, realize I was 115 pounds when I first started. Like, my initiation was me getting hung upside down. They, they took my shirt off, and they did, like, a cha-cha line of chops. Like, it was all oh just my God. chops, chest, stomach. And, you know, to me, like, you know, like, 34-year-old me, which is my age now, <laughs> looked at 15-year-old me, and, and, and I would have been like, oh, it's fucked up, man. Oh, sorry, it's a curse. Uh, but that's it. messed up. That, that's messed up, man. Like, but then 15-year-old me was so... I, I, I couldn't. I, I wouldn't let anybody defeat me. And, I, like, most people would have, like, ran for cover. Most, most people would have been like, oh, I'm done. No, man, like, that that wasn't going to that wasn't gonna deter me. And I was going to come back. And believe me, man, there were many, many beatings afterwards. And it was just the way we were taught back then. Um, it's different now. Uh, you couldn't get away with most of that stuff today, uh, for sure. <laughs> uh, but as far as the guys who've been on the journey, you know, I have to say my brother Steve, uh, who's actually an official. A lot of people don't know that he's uh, he's a licensed official. Oh. Uh, uh, my friend AJ uh, Pan, one of the biggest supporters. Uh, my family, you know, like I, I, again, I can't, I wouldn't be anywhere without them. Um, I, I have a lot, you know, uh, of friends outside of the wrestling business. Um, Inside, it's very hard. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not a quickie guy. I'm not, you know, I, I'm very friendly with everybody. I'm very professional with everybody. Uh, I think anyone who's has, you know, who's, who's who I've worked with or uh, done business with knows that uh, that's that's who I am. I'm a very professional person. Um, but as far as anybody else, there's not a lot of people that I can. Uh, name drop, unfortunately, that uh, that I can you know mention, you know that that honestly have been around. Either they've been around from the beginning, uh, or they came through somehow in the end, towards the middle here. You know. Yeah, no, I totally understand. Um, you mentioned family. What are your fa- what does your family think about all of this? About you and the wrestling business? Uh, I think when the when I first started, it was uh, sheer terror. Uh, my dad was always very. Uh, supportive. I think my mom was too, but you know, seeing seeing a fifteen year old son get you know get beat up like that <laughs> was mijo, not. Like, mijo. <laughs> I'll tell you, man. I <laughs> I like. I'll put it to you this way: if it if it was reversed, I would have taken my kid away. Yeah, <laughs> I, it just man, like, it wasn't the same back then, man. Like you went in there, and it, it was it was um, it was school of hard knocks. Do I you remember have kids? on Wednesdays. Do I? No, 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 kids. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm still, uh, I'm still, I'm, I'm still pretty. Just uh, practicing, free, just, all. just practicing yeah. on the field. <laughs> there yeah, you go, there you go. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things, man. That, that, uh, you know, if those roles were reversed and I had a kid in that situation, I don't know, man. I, I as much as you know, I probably would. I, I, I out of concern, out of strict concern, because there were times where you know we were getting, you know, we were getting our asses handed to us. But it made us tough and. Honestly, it wasn't like the guys could have, like, some of those guys could have killed us, and they did it. They just, it was just a little more snug. Everything was a little bit more of a hardcore training, and and it really made made us tougher, in my opinion. No, I, I got you. I got you. Um, 
with you as a Ready Now talent, you doing such great matches like you have been as of recent, there has to be other organizations looking at you, trying to scout you out. Um, so let us know a little bit about your Global Force Wrestling tryout. How did that go? Um, and what could we see in the future from you and these other big organizations? Uh, yeah, well, so it, was a, it was a good question, by the way. Uh, it was uh, a Pro Wrestling Noah and, and uh, Global Force uh, tryout. That was actually in Canada. 13 hours, which honestly, I drove the whole way by myself. I have no wow. problem with that. I do. I, I most people don't. I enjoy driving by myself. I can. It's, just, it's a very good time. <laughs> it's a. <laughs> it's a very good time to kind of like think about life and all that sort of thing. Like I'm just. You know, I'm in the zone, man, and it's. It's like I'm at peace. You know what I mean? And, the lone and to be way. honest, like. <laughs> It wasn't uh, that hard to me, like, to, to travel 13 hours. Plus, um, rock your Spice Girls, rock your Britney Spears, no judgment, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, yeah, as long as you have the hits, like, right. going on, on the road, there's nothing wrong with it. it. I will say Canada has some very talented dudes, man. Like, you know, Johnny Devine was there, it was held at his, uh, his school uh, over at the... I would say the Border City Wrestling School, but I think it's Can-Am Wrestling School. Um, Scott Demore was there. Uh, Mara Fuji was there for Pro Wrestling Noah. Uh, the guys who, who won the contract, I completely understand why. You know, it, 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 those guys, the guys who won the Global Force deal, mm-hmm. young guys, you know, they haven't been around that long, and you can mold them into what you want. Um, I think Jay Bradley, who was in Impact a couple years ago, won the Pro Wrestling Noah tryout, and again, completely understand why. Um, I will say as far as what I believe, I believe stylistically, uh, they wanted TV style matches. That's what I gave them. Uh, you know, like it, to me, it, that that's where I felt like above all of them. And again, it's, it's utmost respect to all those guys because there's plenty of talent over there in the Mich- Michigan slash Canada area because those guys from Michigan as well. Uh, I will say that I was able to deliver a TV style match because that again, there's different styles of wrestling in this in this universe that we call uh, sports entertainment wrestling, and I've always said I could do a little bit of each. And if you get like if you needed a, a, a hardcore match, if you needed a, a comedy match, if you needed a strong style match, all that stuff I've been able to grasp and take. You wanted a TV style match, that's what I gave you. And, and, uh, and it was good. The, and look, those guys uh, that, that I went in there with were, were, um, were young, but they, they listened and it, and it all was, it all, in my opinion, came out, um, came out to what they needed at the end. Yeah. Um, they had to recognize, at the end of the day, they had to recognize that, uh, I was a different breed of, of wrestler than the other guys in terms of the knowledge and the experience that I have, how I, how I perform the, the, the presence, you know what I mean? To me, presence is a big thing. Like, when I come out, you you know that I'm out there. I'm not, despite the whole colossal thing, I get it. But when I do come out, the whole idea of colossal is the idea of larger-than-life, like, guy who does believe he has that 6'7", 635-stone uh, frame. Ultimately, that's in my head. That's the attitude I have when I come out there. When I enter a building, when I go through the curtain, that's, that's the mentality of what I have as you know, colossal Mike Law. Yeah, and you delivering a TV style match, another brand who's very big into TV is the WWE. So where do you see Colossal Mike Law fitting into the WWE programming? Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where uh, if, if that were to happen, I would think, I, I think to me, it would make, it would be one, again, and this is an organization, it's worldwide, no, they're a multi-billion dollar organization. They, they've been, you know, they've done it all. And so it's one of those things where uh, as, as 
for me, anything that I can get would be an honor, you know, same thing with Global Force. Uh, it just, to me, I was, I was raised that this is a privilege to be in the ring, not a, mm-hmm. a right. So anywhere I perform is always a privilege and I treat it as such. Uh, I wanted to have, like, to me, I thought it was one of those things when they were bringing guys to face Braun Strowman that in my head it would have been a great idea to bring Colossal Mike Law, who thought that he could fend off Braun because he's 6'7", 635 stones. And I thought that would have been a great little, whatever, whether it's a small, you know, short match or not, it would have been a, a great little intro to that character who thinks he can take Braun because he's he's bigger, which obviously I'm not. <laughs> so going off that, besides John Cena, as everyone wants to, um, besides Braun Strowman, like you just mentioned, who do you see Colossal Mike Law fitting into a feud with within the WWE? John Cena's a good one. I mean, you're going to make the most money with that guy. <laughs> 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 At the end, when you look, we all do this because we love it. But when you get to that level, that's when money is really the important. <laughs> I can totally see that. That's where you. That's it, it's you know. It's for, again, it's like UFC. Look, Ooh, you can hate them all you want, but you fight Conor McGregor, you're gonna make money, and that that that's the idea. Is you want to you want to compete with the guys who you're gonna make the most money with. Um, How about the Miz? Oh, man, you in the Miz? Yeah, I, I like. I, you know that guy. He's as money. Shit, as he's gotten, he he has he has honed his craft and deserves so much more respect than than he gets. Um, but I don't think he like. I don't think him like him. I'm not an internet darling, and like him, I don't leave, I don't lose a microsecond of sleep on, on that. <laughs> I don't care. Like I, I just I know how good I am. <laughs> I don't need anybody. You know, like it's just when you get to that point of confidence where it's like, look, man, I really don't care if you like it or not. I mean, I, I know how good I am, and I know what value I bring. Then then that, to me, is is where you're at at a point where no one can touch with you. You know, no one can mess with you, man. Um, as far as, man, it's just so much talent there. Uh, so much right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard, that's a hard question. Uh, you know, yeah, Miz is, Miz is a good one. Uh, ooh, like, I don't, there's a lot of talented dudes on that on that roster right now. This is probably one of the most loaded ones they've had since the 2000s. You know who I'd like to, like, test myself with against, like, just from, like, a skill level and a guy, I think Finn Balor would be a guy that I'd like to Oh, good one. To go I think about that. Yeah. I like that. Just from a technical aspect and, and like, I, he's the kind of dude that, like, moves and everything he does and For sure. I don't know. He'd be a guy that, like, I like, I could just, I could see that it's that one upmanship thing you know like he'd be like all right this guy thinks he's gonna come into my house and you know i'll do me and i'm gonna be like yeah well yeah let me show you what i could do that's it, man. Nice. Um, so we've talked a little bit about you inside the ring. Let's talk a little bit about outside the ring. What are your passions? What are you into outside of the ring? Yeah, I, I like it, it's crazy. I mean, you know, outside of the wrestling business, I I do run my own business. You know, uh, that, you know, like, I alone my business partner. We do event planning and stuff like that, oh, which cool. is like it's so weird. Like, it's so the dichotomy of what a wrestler is. But you know, I look, man, I, I'm a, I I'm not like it's not the '80s anymore. You know, what I mean, unfortunately, a lot of those guys did not invest their money well and i don't want to be one of those guys who after i'm done with the wrestling business is like oh man i got nothing to show so i instead invest into you know stuff that will make me money you know what i mean and i think i'm not you know again there's a lot of guys now that are doing that and that's where our generation is is a lot better for it um we're not going to have to wrestle till 90 to pay our bills you know we'll rest 
successful until we want to because you know like, this, this just never leaves uh but as far as passion man i love to travel that's why i got that's one of the reasons i got into wrestling too man like yeah. once i started traveling it was some of the best things ever like I, I, the idea of traveling to canada traveling to you know throughout the united states you know seeing different places that you normally wouldn't see on your personal life you get them because of wrestling so that's always a cool thing no doubt so what does the future hold for mike law what's coming up next yeah, that's a good question uh well uh, i believe i well the week from now in baltimore i'll be uh doing the evolve camp okay. for, you know the for evolve mm-hmm. um it's again it's, it's just another another opportunity to be seen in front of the right people to elevate myself you know what i mean that's one thing that i i wish i had taken back then you know was one with the confidence level with the confidence that's a that's a build-up man you can't you, like you're either going to be confident or you're going to build into being confident. And some people had it right off the bat. Some people like me took a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is just uh, investing in yourself. And like I said, uh, the Evolve Camp uh, next weekend over in Baltimore uh, should be a you know a great learning experience. And if I get anything away from it, then you know that's. That's a plus for me, you know? So I've asked this question to Green Man a couple of times. I'm going to ask you because I've never asked this question to an indie wrestler before. Would you rather be a champion on the independent scene or a curtain jerker at the WWE level? What well, would you want to be? Uh, a curtain jerker at WWE. <laughs> <laughs> WWE. Preach the honesty. It's one of those things that, uh, you know, and people, it's subjective. People are like, well, you know, you know, screw Mike. You know, like, he's just, he's just like, he, he's, uh, he's. I get screwed up all the time. Don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it, so it's not new. And again, I, 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 the thing is that people are like, oh, well, you know, he, he, just, he has no pride. He's all about the money. Well, when you get to that level where if you're current jerking in WWE and you're paid, paid a decent amount of money and you're traveling the world, then that kind of, to me, trumps the the ideology that you're a champion in an independent. That's fine. Look, you can collect a million titles. It's perfectly fine. And if you're being compensated for it, if you're, let's say, the Young Buck or, you know, one of the guys that are making a living off independent wrestling, uh, solely, then by all means, I think it's then stick to that, you know, be that guy. But if you're one of those guys that wants to compete, uh, make money, and have an opportunity to maybe move on from a current jerker or something else, because, I mean, who could, if, if you don't think that the story of Jinder Mahal is a prime example of a guy who went from being in a comedy act to being a main event guy, yep. uh, if that's not kind of inspiring to you, then I don't know what is. I mean, the guy literally didn't have a job a year ago, is a main guy now, <laughs> and was curtain jerking before <laughs> that. So that that's the ideology I have. Like, again, once you get to that point, the money does become important, but it's all about legacy. Too. Uh, will I leave a legacy as an independent guy? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure if you, you, you know, 10 years online, if, if a family member, somebody, you know, Googles me or YouTubes me, you'll see something. But if it's you're a smaller in a, audience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you get to that broader international worldwide audience, that's going to leave a little bit more of a legacy. And, and that's what I'm all about, man. It's more important than the money, more important than the fame is the legacy that we leave when we all well, we're here with Colossal. You know what? We I think we may should rename you. It should be Money Mike Law because it's all about the money here at a shot. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Money Mike. I, hey, I get. Hey, I have no complaints about that. I certainly embrace it. Off the tongue very well. I like it. I'll money Mike. It's all about the money. Well, That's if all we about the money. <laughs> if we <laughs> wanted to follow you on all social media, where will we do that? Yeah, it's very simple, guys. It's all Colossal time. So Colossal Mike Law at. Uh, on Twitter, uh, at Colossal Mike Law. 
Same thing with Instagram. Follow me. Instagram, my Instagram is actually pretty good, guys. So I want oh, yeah. It's a little bit of everything. You get a little bit of my I personal like stuff, a little bit of wrestling, you know. Thank you. Uh, at Colossal Mike Law. Uh, Facebook, I actually will be coming out with a uh, page. That case, Colossal Mike Law as well. Uh, just get that brand. Get some t-shirts out there. Folks, uh, also, I'd say we have the new designs came out. Uh, they're selling fantastic. I want to thank everybody who has, um, who supported the, uh, the Colossal, uh, Mike Wall brand and helping with, uh, getting those t-shirts out there. Uh, it's colossal, uh, dot com, uh, slash cartel, a big cartel, okay. I should say. And, uh, you can make your purchases of any, uh, merchandise coming up soon. Uh, but the shirts have been selling very well. I do, again, I want to thank those who have supported, uh, that and thus supporting me as a starving artist. <laughs> but yeah, not for long. Not for long, Mike. man. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna hopefully do that. And um, you know, like I said, it it it, it helps. It helps us at the end of the day. The independents are exactly that, and anything that can help support the indies, whether it's myself. And hey, if you don't like me, don't be it. Go support one of the guys you do, or one of the organizations you do. That's what it's all about, man. Because without that, uh, without you guys as well, we want to thank you guys for having me. There's no, you know, there's no, there's no you guys. There's no us. There's no, you know, it's just not this industry of of pro wrestling. Many thanks uh, to everybody well i'm really glad to hear you're doing really well and definitely follow this guy on instagram because i think that his instagram is top notch um <laughs> colossal <laughs> mike talking to me? Talking to me? <laughs> or mike <laughs> money mike <laughs> colossal mike thank you so much for joining us here on a shot of wrestling do you mind t- hanging around just for last call at least absolutely yes thank you In the news with Michael J. Putty and the Green Man. All right. Thank you, Larry Legend. And the Green Man's here. He's got a sports jacket on. He's ready to do the news. First up to the news. Very appropriate song, by the way, Michael J. Because it's about Chris Jericho, who was involved in a verbal altercation with a man in New York City on Friday night. And according to TMZ... There was a lot of F-bombs being dropped. So instead of me breaking it down for you, we're going to let the monkeys in the, drunk, in, in the truck play the clip. Hey, oh, fuck, fuck with me. Hey, I'm trying to catch you, bro. I just need a motherfucker. Fuck, 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 do you think this guy made the list? I put him on the list. No, because I don't think Chris Jericho was inebriated enough to do that. I, I, I put him on the list. Anyway, Chris Jericho issued the following apology on TMZ. Uh, he released a video saying that D- David Z was a good friend of mine and I was mentally and emotionally shattered after paying, paying tribute to him and essentially saying goodbye to him on Friday night. I was not in a good state of mind at the time, and instead of ignoring a pushy, aka rude fan, which is what I usually do, I snapped. My apologies go to all involved, and God bless David Z. Apology accepted. In other news, shortly after his victory via KO over Daniel Cormier, UFC light heavyweight champion John Jones called out Brock Lesnar. John Jones with Brock Lesnar. If you want to know what it feels like to get your ass kicked by a guy who weighs 40 pounds less than you, meet me in the octagon. Lesnar responded in an article published by 
the Associated Press, and I quote, Be careful what you wish for, young man. A quote-unquote super fight between Jones and Lesnar is something UFC reportedly would like to do. However, there are obstacles. Lesnar, as we know, suspended. He has to get his right. four months left on his suspension. But he has to do that. He has to put his back into the pool of testing. He's got a Raw live show. He's advertised for Raw in a few months after SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah got even Dana, Dana White said it's fun to talk about, but the reality of it happening anytime soon is not a reality. Yeah, all right, good luck. You're going to get destroyed, though. Have you seen, that? Have you seen John Jones? I'm, I'm not as big as you see a guy as you are, so I don't know I'm the not. characters until... But if Brock Lesnar's in it, I, I would watch yeah. it. You heard that, folks? He called them characters. Characters. Call the UFC fighters characters. <laughs> Aren't you, they? You heard that here first on a shot of wrestling. <laughs> Another news. Well, speaking of characters, this is one character that's been away from WWE TV in a while. Paige. But she hasn't been away from the media or the news because she made it back into this week's. After feeling questions about her relationship with Alberto El Patron and the highly publicized altercation between the two in an Orlando airport, the folks at Busted Open Radio on Sirius XM Rush 93 got around to asking about her status with pro wrestling. To that end, she was excited to give an update on the recovery of her neck surgery. She said, and I quote, I just had my CT scan today and I do my last checkup on Monday with my good friend and Dr. Uribe in Arizona. Is that how you pronounce his name? Uribe? Sure. Uribe? Is he from Zimbabwe? I don't know. Uh, hopefully, I'll be back sooner th- rather than later, but I don't know at this point. It's been since October 19th that I've said my surgery, that I had my surgery, so it's been a while. So I'm like, just get me back. I want to be in wrestling again. It's unclear where where WWE stands with Paige and all the recent developments as the company never weighed in on it publicly. Want to see Paige back? Hell yeah, son. Yeah, me too. As, I mean... I know SmackDown has a, a big women's division and a big investment in it, but put her back on Raw because the Raw needs a little zest, needs a little spunk. A lot of zest, yeah. All right? In other news, in so Diva news. Speaking of Total Divas, <laughs> reported this a couple months ago. Well, today, Eve Marie made it official. Announced that she's leaving WWE after four years. Really? She said, and I quote, today is, I'm saying a bittersweet goodbye to Raw, uh, WWE, Thanks to the entire team and you, my fans, for those four years. Hashtag all red, everything forever. And from yours truly, you're welcome. Man, I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna miss that. Oh, uh, mister. Love yeah. music. Love. I gotta say, it was because it, it was because of Eva Marie that I started watching Total Divas. I gotta be honest. I, I don't blame from you. from the pro, pro, the commercial or whatever That's promoting right. the this, show, yes. we were like, "Who the fuck is that brunette? I've yeah. never seen her before, but she's fucking hot. Who is she?" I remember that conversation and, vividly. And I literally tuned in to find out who this brunette was, and it was Eva Marie. Damn, she looks so good, brunette, redhead. She looks good. She still looks good. Yeah, it's just a shame to let her go. Wait, yeah. what a waste. And what a waste of a program. Like, remember when she was doing the announcer thing? That was great. That was perfect. That was. That was Going to places. Miss it on this one. Big time. Global Force Wrestling? No. I think she's done. She's going right into movies. Yeah. Porn? Hopefully. <laughs> 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 
Maybe she could do Playboy. We haven't seen a good diva That's do Playboy in a long time. What I wanted to do because I don't. They're PG now. Oh. So. Yeah, but she's not G? part of the company. It's not even PG. I think it's G now, right? Damn. Whatever. Uh, they're, they're cartoons. Uh, well, I got sad news, Michael J. Putty, because the WWE had canceled two WWE Network shows. Uh, as long as it's not the Edge and Christian show, I'm fine. Oh, dude. Hold your tears. You might want to bite down on your finger because the first show on the list is the Edge and Christian show that totally reeks of awesomeness. Furthermore, it was stated by Edge and Christian on their official podcast that WWE's decision to end the show may have have had something to do with the cost. Did it cost too much to make? It didn't seem like that big of a production. Not at all. I I feel like I could have put up the same show with a couple, you know, 20 bucks a week or something. Knowing you, you probably could. Maybe nine ninety nine. Yeah. It had been previously announced by the WWE that a second season of the show, which had already been filmed, would soon be airing on the WWE Network. So what's the point? I don't get it. It's already in the, it's already in the, the vault. It makes no sense. I don't get it. The second show to be canceled is a game show that was due to be hosted by R-Truth, which had already been rumored for some time to be taking place now, no specific reason for this cancellation was given but my suspicion if i have any suspicion or say in this i, I think it's it's a bunch of cutbacks they cut oh. back the pyro they, the, they're cutting back on network shows wasn't my guess that, what was your guess that's our truth and not me <laughs> you you are you are the king of game shows thank I have you to say i try my best in other news yeah, well, I think Christian have a podcast. Do you listen to that one? You listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, I'm a podcast guy. I like them. Do you like listening to that one? I don't listen to theirs. That's the one you should listen to. <laughs> oh, I'm really? That's the, I'm assuming that's probably the better one. It, you know, this is a WWE show. Maybe I should listen to more WWE yeah, nice. show-inspired podcasts with WWE. You don't listen to that one. That seems good. They have a good chemistry. They have a good connection. It has to be hilarious. I think they would influence me too much, and then I would oh. want to be too much like them. Oh, okay. Because that hasn't happened before. <laughs> the United States Patent and Trademark Office has refused all four broken universe-related trademarks that GFW what? attempted to file. The USPTO noted that the wordings for the identification classifications of goods and services in the initial filing were considered to be too broad for Broken Matt. There's confusion due to Matt's filing of Broken Matt Hardy. Um, your brother Nero, it's a living personal role because that's actually his name. Broken Brilliance, the term was refused because they need to specify what broken brilliance has any influence and significance in wrestling. And Vanguard 1 was refused because it's a non-wrestling-related trademark. Matt Hardy's wife responded to Twitter saying maybe if they put this kind of effort into their live events and shows, (laughs) they won't get canceled. Cute attempt, though. Meow. (laughs) Another news. Yo, Rebby has some zingers, man. She she throws some shade. They should come to WWE? Huh? Yes, she totally should. I think with the broken gimmick, she has to. She has to. Um, what it was, the whole clan should come. Bring him with the tractor. Bring his son in there. Um, oh, Singer yeah. Benjamin. Everybody should be part of it. Little by little, we will get it all. Did you say another news? Yes. Well. Rick Flair recently did an interview with WSVN TV entertainment reporter Chris Van Vliet. He was asked if he thinks John Cena will break his 16 time world title record. And he said, and I quote, no, 
Randy Orton is close. So is Triple H. I think John is kind of winding down. He's got so many other things going on. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not a host on Good Morning America or the Today Show. I mean, he loves wrestling, but he's got so diversified now that I don't think I'll see him chasing the championship room. But if he does, I'm all about it. This is some bullshit.com. And I've said it before on the show. Rick Flair said bullshit.com? No, 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 no. I'm saying this oh, is you, bullshit. Quote. Okay. <laughs> oh, end quote. Okay, there you go. This is bullshit.com. Ric Flair's a fucking puppet. Okay? Okay. When John Cena was chasing the title and, and, and wanting to be 16-time world champion, Ric Flair was glorifying him. John Cena is the best. If anybody should be that 16 world champion, it should be John Cena. He's been here for 15 years plus. He he's what everybody wants him to be. He's a great wrestler, a great person. Like he was singing John Cena's praises, like he was literally sucking his dick. Okay, okay, that's what Ric Flair was doing. I don't you think want you know what the word literally means? But okay. so, yeah, well, you know, Space Mountain broke down a long time ago, and he was trying to erect one up John Cena's scrotum. That's how bad it was. You don't erect something up and then scrotum. <laughs> you know what I mean? How you had a baby? But all of a sudden, all of a sudden, now John Cena is, is starting to explore his career outside the WWE. And again, Ric Flair's WWE's puppet. And now Ric Flair's saying, well, you know, uh, uh, Randy Orton is also close. And uh, Ric Flair and, and Triple H. How about Triple H? He, he's my guy. He could do it. Fuck you, man. It was the exact opposite. Make, make your own decision. Stop being a puppet for the WWE. I agree with that whatsoever. That's just my two cents. That's the wrong two cents. In other news? Oh, I guess I'll show up then. Okay. Well, according to PW Insider, WWE recently filed a new trademark for Taboo Tuesday. Really? Remember Taboo Tuesday? I remember with that. With interactive pay-per-view that we could actually vote on stipulations, actually can participants in matches. I like Taboo Tuesday. But but SmackDown's on Tuesdays now. Yeah. So how so, could you have a pay-per-view uh, on a SmackDown night? Uh, I didn't say for pay-per-view. That's I said a, the, the name. Maybe it's a special episode of SmackDown because SmackDown's mm-hmm. way better. That is very Taboo Tuesday. Taboo Tuesday, was that was the show where like the fans build the matches, right? Did is I just that, say that? Are you listening to Ring Rats on your crazy. phone? <laughs> yes. I just wanted to make sure. From 2004, 2005, you actually came to my house one night. Yeah. To watch it on a Tuesday, going up on a Tuesday. But in 2006, it was moved at Cyber Sunday. That was the other show. Did yeah. you just say that? Yes. <laughs> All right. Another news. <laughs> Terry Funk, my man. The big time wrestling promotion. You know, the promotion where we went to see them at, uh, at City Field that one time. Big Papa Pomp was there. That wasn't them. Was yeah, it? that was big time wrestling. Uh, Jim Cornette's also a big affiliate with, with Big Time Wrestling. It was Legends or something. No, it's Big Time Wrestling. Um, but anyway, he, they have announced that WWE Hall of Famer Terry Funk will be stepping back into the ring to compete in a match for their September 23rd event, which will be held in the Spartanburg Memorial Auditorium in Spartanburg, South Carolina. The 73-year-old is being advertised to be teaming up with the Rock and Roll Express, Jerry the King Lawler, Brian Christopher, and Doug Gilbert. And Doug Gilbert? Nice. You know what? 
we should mix some more things up in there. Maybe, maybe get some more, like New York indie talent in this match and get oh, Jesus get, them, get, get them. What to in other news? Multiple reports are stating that the great Kali's appearance at the recent SmackDown Battleground event was a one-time only deal and not a long-term deal. It has has been reported in the past. Great. After appearing at the event, um, what's the spot? Um, he was on the WWE active roster, then he was with the alumni page this week. So, yeah. I mean, my favorite part about the Great Collie returning mm-hmm. was what now was when it? I'm at work, I used to walk out to Great Collie. <laughs> so now that he's back, I could do it now. And people are like, what the fuck are you doing? I say, oh, it's Great Collie. But now he's not there anymore. I can't do that walk. So I'm kind of screwed. In other news. Uh, well, in our, in our last news. Wrestling Observer is reporting that top Japanese female wrestler Lil Shirai made a surprise return to stardom at their July 30th event. Oh my god. I-O. That's not an L. It's a capital I. That's what I said. You said, said low. It's my gr- I, I keep it on the low. Touche. Either way. Shirai had announced she was leaving stardom for several months to take time off and heal a nagging neck injury. The feeling is her real reason for leaving was because plans were set for her to sign with the WWE. No reports stated directly that WWE not signing her were neck injury injury related. However, let me tell you, Michael J. Putty, the company's stating they are stating they made a difference. What's going on? WWE doesn't want her anymore, so they decided against offering a deal which promoted her to return to Japan. Um, this happens all the time, man. Uh, first, oh. WWE wants in you. In the scene? Let me tell you. First <laughs> tell they us, want, Green Man. For, fill us in. <laughs> first, they want you. Then they make you sign. And then they take it back. They, they, they should sign on the contract. It should be like no backsies. That's what needs to happen. Is that a legal term? Yeah. I think it's called fine print. Michael J. Putty. I reported that she was signed when you weren't here. So I'm assuming it was when you were on your paternity leave. Okay. Which was what? March? That's when you didn't think I was going to come back. You told me you weren't. Um, so I'm wondering what took so long. Like, if they had, if they were aware of these injuries, mm-hmm. why sign her back in March? And why wait four months, five months to not sign her? Because the, the WWE is paying attention to the wrong shit nowadays. They are fucking up royally. They let Eva Marie walk. Mm-hmm. Stupid move. Hate to see her go. I'd love to watch her move. <sighs> they're, they're booking Brock Lesnar with Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, and uh, Samoa Joe, where I could just easily watch another Joe uh, Lesnar match and watch Joe win the Universal title. But no, they're fucking assholes. Um, they just got their head up their asses. They're canceling the Edge and Christian show. I, I think I need my refund of my nine ninety nine. Okay, but they're gonna put any stuff on there soon. Let's ho- well, maybe that could could revive it. I don't know, because the way they've been treating the the United Kingdom title, it's bullshit too. Bullshit dot com. Somebody's been watching Total Divas season one again, <laughs> huh? <laughs> okay. Back when the WWE was good. That, that that's all I got. That's all I got. All right, uh, let's stretch our legs. Uh, let's go get some more shots of wrestling, and uh, we'll come back when we have some uh, cheers and heels. All right, we're right back. Listen to some Randy Orton.
A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown here and here. All right, Michael J. Putty, we're back. This is the part of the show where uh, we talk about our cheers and heels. What is that if you're listening to the show for the first time? Michael J. Putty, why don't you educate us? Tell us what we're going to be doing. Um, it's cheers and heels. It sounds simple enough, but people uh, still ask me, like, what is this cheers and heels that you do? It, we cheers things we like. We don't run down raw because I'm assuming you watched it. So we cheers things we like. You know, TV Guide does cheers and jeers. Okay. Um, all these Entertainment Weekly does the same thing. Likes, mm-hmm. dislikes. Likes and dislikes. So we cheer stuff we like. If it was a good promo, a return, things we enjoyed, made us pop. And um, we heal things we don't like, or jeer, or like dislike, jeer. or botch. Yeah, um, stuff like that. So pretty simple. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Can't why explain it, it anymore. It, it's a very frequent question that Cheers gets heals. We always get emailed about. That's at inbox at a shot of wrestling dot com. Um, but yeah, still to this day, getting those emails. Um, so let's get right to it. Monday Night Raw. Do we have to? There can't be much for Raw. Uh, there, there really isn't because I got to tell you, Raw has gotten to me to be to got gotten to be a point of my life where it's not even important anymore. You know, when you were a little kid, Monday Night Raw started at eight o'clock. By seven fifty-five, you're like ready, you're hooked. You're like, if you need any drinks around you, chips, you're like set. Like you make sure you get your homework done before Monday Night Raw comes on. And nerd, you homework nerd. <laughs> but man, like. Ever since DVR started, now you get to record and you get to fast forward the commercials. Monday Night Raw has been in my DVR for, what, four days now? I have casually maybe watched the first and a half hour of it. I haven't watched the whole thing from beginning to end. I know exactly what happened. I read the spoilers. Um, I listen to podcasts that reviews Monday Night Raw. And people are not really thrilled about it. It's, it's funny. Uh, we talked about this a while ago. How... It kind of felt like to me how they programmed us to watch Raw on Mondays, nine o'clock. Yeah. No matter what you're doing, oh, what's, I got, I'll watch Raw. Yeah. So now Monday night doesn't go by. We're like, oh, I don't turn Raw on because I kind of feel like I have to. Right. Or You'd be a bad wrestling fan if you yeah, didn't. Feel like I'm missing something. Be hard. You you would have to turn in your wrestling card in. But now, when the show started out, we're talking about this before the show started. We didn't cover SmackDown at all. SmackDown no. wasn't. A, a second thought. Yeah, it wasn't. Nothing it happened. Wasn't hot. On, it wasn't. Nothing happened. It was pre-recorded. We find out what happened, and it was just a waste of our time to even talk about it because nothing happened. Nothing significant happened on SmackDown. I think uh, Raw is the new SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, um, but there were some. If if I'm really trying to pick some goodness of the show, yeah, some yeah, meat. Some, yeah, um, pick the bones. Hard, Hardy Boys. Oh. Attacking the revival, and I'll tell you why I like this. Because you know why I liked it too. Huh? Why did you like it? Save me five minutes because I just fast forward. <laughs> okay, but uh, no, I'll tell you why I like it because it's Hardy Boys now feuding with the revival. 
and I believe very strongly in the talent of the revival that they could do something that Seamus and Cesaro could not do at all. Which is? Okay. Which is really get the Hardys into a feud that is worthwhile watching that really will make you want to tune in to a Hardys match. Ever since they finished the their WrestleMania return, they've been going downhill. Their stock has been going down. And I, I think the Revival is the right team to bring it back up. And it's coming at a time where you're starting to see something change in the Hardys. At first, when the Revival attacked them, they were broken. And now, this past week, they've said that they have been awoken. So, okay. you, you talked about trademarks earlier. Yeah. There's definitely going to be a change coming forward in the Hardy Boys. And I like the fact that the revival is there to walk that journey of change with them. I don't understand. So I'm going to cheer it. I still don't understand this. When people come from the WWE to other promotions, they slightly change their name. Mm-hmm. Christian was Christian Cage. Yeah. I, other examples escape me off the hand. So why battle over this broken Hardy universe? Why not be like shattered Hardy or fractured Hardy? <laughs> like why not just alter it? What's the big deal? If you're a lawyer, please let us know. I'm sure. It's and I don't, I don't get the whole deal Mama about Jones. being broken and then being awoken. Oh, because it so, rhymes. Because if you're broken, shouldn't you be glued back together? So, so the Hardys are glued back now together, brother. Be welded. You know, may weld. Sewed. Yeah, sewn back together. Way too much time on the Hardys. Uh, you want to? <laughs> what else you got here? <laughs> um, I'm a, I'm a cheer. I'm going to ride the cheers train first. I'm a cheer uh, the Shield reunion or or the uh, taste that you're getting now for what three weeks going something like that. Um, because I cheered the fact a while back on how I liked when Evolution, where well, no when DX got back together. Remember when DX, Shawn Michaels and Triple H got back together on Monday Night Raw and they finally in the middle of the ring both gave that DX sign. I fucking lost it. You know, it was against yep. the uh, Spirit Squad, I think. Mm-hmm. And they were teasing it for a few weeks. Like you saw Triple H after a move, he'll give the DX chop. Um, and then you see Shawn Michaels, you know, he gets the DX chop and then gets someone to see Ching music. And you're like, yo, this, this is something's happening. It's coming. It's coming. And then it finally hit. And I fucking loved it. So I love the, the little tease of them going back and forth, you know. Dean Ambrose playing a little coy, like, I don't want to play with you. You, you backstab me. Um, but eventually, it's going to happen. And I like it. Okay. Uh, my final cheers of the night um, is going to go to Miss TV for Monday Night Raw. Um, and not because of the actual show of Miss TV, uh, because, in fact, I did think that Miss TV sucked, which is very rare because I like yeah, the Miss. Yeah, Miss TV didn't suck. It was his guest. Um, but that's what I want to cheer. I want to cheer um, Jason Jordan. Oh, my God. Going against the Miz. If anybody could really work with J- with a new talent, Jason Jordan, and have him be put over, the Miz Taraj could do it. A match between Jason Jordan and the Miz is going to be great. The psychology that will go behind it with the Miz Taraj being like those outside influencers and really help Jason Jordan hopefully build a character out of this, it's, it's going to be awesome. So I, I cheers what the Miz could do with Jason Jordan. It's funny because I, uh, I healed that. I healed Jason Jordan winning the Intercontinental title at SummerSlam. <laughs> That'd be great. It won't be great. There, there's it so much be stories behind that, you know? 
They're just welded together. Maybe they should be broken. If only Kurt Angle liked white women, it could have been the other guy, Jason G- Michael Jordan. What's his name? Gable? <laughs> Gable? Chad Gable. There Chad it is. <laughs> Gable. Could have been Chad Gable doing this. It makes more sense. He's Olympic. I have a lot of cheers for my name, Raw, but I'm going to save you a lot of time. I'm just going to run through the things that are important to me. For Monday um, Night Raw? For Monday Night Raw. Heels? The heels. Oh, okay. Um, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman making this big announcement. It took the first, what, half an hour of the beginning of Raw, and it ended with them saying that if they, if Brock Lesnar loses, him and Paul Heyman are gone, which is what the okay. rumors were saying because they were talking about them going to the UFC. But then you have him advertised in an upcoming Monday Night Raw after SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. You have him advertised in live events coming up after SummerSlam. So that's, that's nothing. either the booking's really good, which I don't trust the WWE as much as I used to now, for me to believe that they intentionally promoted Brock Lesnar in live events and on Monday Night Raw to then pull it from him when he loses at SummerSlam. Well, I noticed the live events thing isn't important because they, they set that way ahead of time. I know, but, but car- the Raw thing is a little weird. Cards are always subject to change. Which is cool. But if, if okay. the WWE was smart, never, which they're not right now. They're not the smartest people. Um, they let even Marie go. <laughs> I'm really upset about that. Not as much as me. Well, um, if, if they were really smart, that's what they should be doing. They should be promoting him and then really own up to the card subject to change and have Lesnar lose, have him go away, and good riddance. Um, Enzo Amore, I'm going a, I'm to a boo him and heal him his ass. Welcome. Be- because welcome to the team. I mean, I, I I was trying to back you up, dude, a few weeks ago, and say that you were probably going to be coming up better than Big Cass is. But at this point, I'm going to agree with Michael J. Putty. Put this motherfucker on 205 Live. All right, L- make that division come up a little livelier with with, with Enzo. All right, and, and and Big Show really mixed in into the Big Cass and Enzo feud. There there was a time. Michael J. Putty, and we talked about this off the air, where Big Show's punch, you know that big punch he gets? Yes. Meant something. Remember when he punched Mayweather? And Mayweather punched him back and broke yeah. his nose? Like, back in that time. I'll give you a dollar to tell me what pay-per-view that was. Um, was that a pay-per-view? I mean, that was a match at SummerSlam, uh, not at SummerSlam, at WrestleMania 24, their match. That he broke his nose? Oh, that he broke his nose? I'll give me a dollar. Right <laughs> here, right now. Um, bad Game, blood games with Michael Hate. <laughs> uh, no, it was no mercy. Oh, good one. I lost that dollar bet. Yes. W- was it a Canadian dollar? No, it was American. Okay. Uh, but yeah, remember people used to take punches from Big Show. Like it, w- it was a, a way of passage, and like they took legitimate big punches. And now it's like a little fluff. I don't like it. So I, so I'm gonna heal you, Big Show. Finally, I talked about it earlier. I'm going to heal the whole women's division on Monday Night Raw. Can't, can't, can't heal the whole thing. I'm going to heal the whole thing, and I'll tell you why. And I'm not going to heal the women. I'm going to heal the creative behind the women's division on Monday Night Raw. Because SmackDown is doing something great with the women's division. Okay, I know that. Okay? Too. They're writing great stories for them. They're putting them in great matches because they know that those women could deliver. The Raw women could deliver the same thing, but for some reason, the booking is just not there. It's just not there. It's not intriguing me. Again, welcome to the team. So, this is my favorite whoever episode. is booking 
the women's division on Monday Night Raw. You should go uh, take a line from Chris Benoit and go hang yourself. Too soon? Way too fucking uncalled for. (laughs) But it's funny. It's one of my favorite episodes because you're just rehashing everything I've said in past episodes. Thank you for finally realizing that when I say something, I'm right. Maybe I need to put you over sometimes. You know what else uh, is better about SmackDown Women's Division? They get all of them are involved. Yes. Like we don't. No see, one's left out. We haven't seen Alicia Fox. We haven't seen uh, Summer Rae. Yeah. We're, we're, I mean, Summer Rae's hurt, but I think she's almost cleared to compete. Fox is not hurt. But I'm aware of. Look at SmackDown. Tamina is the odd woman out, yet she has a stake in the storyline with Lana that's going on. Yeah, they have freaking Lana doing something. <laughs> I mean, so that's it for Raw. What you got for SmackDown? Uh, I got one cheers for Raw. Oh, did I forget something? So, What's good? No. No, it's not good. It's nothing to do with the show. But I'm going to cheers the creative people because making Brock Lesnar shirts match the team colors. When he was in L.A., it was purple and yellow. Purple and yellow. The time was black and uh, orange. Um, yellow, I'm sorry. That's a, little t- that's a little detail. Like I'm big on the details, as I mentioned in the past. Bro. Nice touch. It, does, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out the team colors. No, but I'm liking that they're doing it. It could have been just a stupid white and red thing that they always fucking do. Yeah. Can't wait to go to Miami, have the orange and aqua. <laughs> and then you'll, you'll buy the... I'll buy that one, yeah. All right, cool. Um, who won that match between the Big Show and the Big Cast? Because I fast forward until the end, but you guys got punched in the face and that was it. No, that was it. And then there he was picked no up and he left. Yeah, but what was the decision? The decision is uh, Big Show punched him. And when he punched him, he like fell. Like, yeah, did it, he knock himself out? Was it a double count? Because Big Show got up, so it wasn't a double count out. I don't get it. I don't understand where they left off, but no one cares. Let's move on to SmackDown. Here we go. The A Show. I'm going to cheers uh, the Usos. You oh, my God. Can't, they're fucking awesome. You can't mention this all the time. Think week in and week out. You can't not cheers the Usos. You know what I would love? Doing that New Day entrance. Yeah, better than the new day does. Wait, did you know it was it was the Usos when you heard it? Um, when he went to uh, whatever it was, Richmond. Uh huh. Then the next line, I'm like that's not Big E. Okay, so but did you think that's not Big E, and maybe that's Xavier Woods? Oh no, I thought it was Usos. Oh, because I'm like, oh, Xavier Woods doing the intro. I'm like, maybe Big E's taking the night off. No, the voice. And then the Usos came out. I was like, shit. He said yeah. a word and run me the Usos. I don't know. Okay. But awesome, much better than because I thought it was X Woods, but who still rocks? Yeah, Go ahead. awesome. Cheers, Aiden English. We're finally getting a full, full entrance, beginning and to end, uninterrupted. You actually complain a lot about this because you you don't like the fact that Aiden English is on SmackDown doing a singing gimmick, and, and yeah. Elias, just Elias, yeah, just Elias, um, is on uh, Raw doing a singing gimmick. But Aiden English. His gimmick is completely different because he sings like this, and also doing a better job at it. Fuck that, Elias is anyway. I will tell you buy a CD from Elias. I like uh, Aiden English's potential. If you haven't noticed, and I'm curious to see where they go from here. You got to win. Yeah, the first when Simon Gotcha left, the initial report was that he couldn't get a, get a push. Maybe this is the beginning of it. He's a poor man, Cesaro. I don't know. He's a classier man, Cesaro. <laughs> He's a poor man, Cesaro. Once again, I'm going to cheers the fashion files because really wasn't much else. Continuing to parody his old TV shows, and they fit perfectly into the segments. Twin Peaks worked perfectly. I was I never X-Files. watched Twin Peaks. Uh, what was that about? It's about a woman who gets murdered, goes missing, 
Something similar to the X-Files. It was a murder mystery or a missing mystery. Do you think they're enjoying doing oh, these things? They've got to. Really? All, all those little puns, one-liners. They have to do it. It's better than doing nothing. Hmm. They were doing. Or the fashion files where they just handed out tickets. <laughs> I like the tickets. Violations. Cheers. cheers, RKO and Rusev. These guys needed new feuds. We got one. I think we're going to like it. I wish we took that RKO like a champ. Yeah. One of the best RKOs I've seen in a long time. I'm going to heal something. Cheesecake beating Cena with the kielbasa? The kielbasa? <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> Cena, doesn't, Cena doesn't do that. Super Cena kicked out of the kielbasa, right? <laughs> so he kicked to the face. He's been worse. Except when he got, maybe because of that fucking bump he took on the back of his head, almost broke his Did neck in half. see that? Side heel to that. Ouch. The motherfucking got right back up. So you saw the, the details and, and the backstory behind that, right? Yeah. But go for it. Uh, Shinsuke felt really bad about it. In the yeah. moment, he was apologizing left and right to Classy John Cena. Move. Classy move for Cheesecake. He was fucking terrified. He probably was like, shit, I just lost my job. Yes. <laughs> I just fucked up royally. I mean, maybe if John Cena, this was John Cena of 2015, maybe, because he was the face. But at this point, um, you could fuck up John Cena. No one cares. Nikki Bella cares. I care. <laughs> yeah, where's Nikki Bella to fight his battles? I don't, she's never fought his battles. I don't know what you're talking about. She was fighting his battles all... Ratings! Uh, Last year, summer, uh, you, WrestleMania. I guess I'll have to get Raw ratings again for you. Yeah, what you got? Uh, Raw drew at 3.163 million, which is an increase from last week's 3.067. Raw returned to the number one show on cable for Monday night. Wow. Although, I bet you they're going to be... Screaming it at the top of their lungs on, on this coming. Did Monday. you know? Yeah. Although Raw finished number two in the coveted eighteen to forty nine demographic, as he lost to Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. They lost to Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Now it's Hollywood. That shit. They can't win. No. That's, I don't. I don't. I still don't get it. I'm saying, if if you listen to our show and you're listening right now. Dial it up. Hi, Green Man. Six, <laughs> dial it up, 619-343-3005. And, um, we tried this before. No one calls because no one watches and, this and, and let us know oh, what no, this th- love and hip-hop thing is all about. Give us a review. If they're watching Give, love and hip-hop, they're not listening to the show. No. So if you know somebody yes. who, who knows a guy, who knows a girl who watches, have them dial it up. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. Smackdown Jew at 2.5. Six nine million, which is off from last week's two point five three five million. It was the third most watched cable show um, behind um, Tuesday nights. Yeah, America's Got Talent. No, it's the same on cable. Same two shows. Always loses two. Tucker Carlson tonight on Fox and MSNBC's Rachel Maddow show. Oh. SmackDown Live did win the eighteen to forty nine demographic. So good for them. <laughs> Jinx, buy me a Coke. It is. There's one in the studio for a change. I can get it for free. Oh, yeah. Give me another shot of wrestling. Well, all right. That, that's another show for us in the books. In the books. In the books. We have a very busy August schedule ahead of us. Mad. Not in- me. I am on vacation <laughs> two weeks. We have a lot of great interviews from the indie wrestlers coming up. Um, too many to divulge at this moment, but stay tuned to a shot of wrestling on Instagram, a shot of wrestling on Facebook, 
Shot of Wrestling, no A on Instagram for all your news updates. You know, when he says that, he just means Instagram because you don't post to yeah, Twitter. You no. don't post to Facebook. <laughs> just, when, you, when you see us twi- posting on Twitter and Facebook, that's me. Yeah, that is you. Him on Instagram is him. Yeah. Posting so, a picture of Slick Dick for some fucking reason. So a great, That was a Green Man post, not a Shot of Wrestling post. <laughs> but yeah, stay tuned because there's a lot of great things coming along. Um Go Home Thoughts. Go Home Thoughts. Yeah. Uh, well, I have to say, if you haven't listened to the Green Man on the Ring Rats Pro Wrestling Gossip Show podcast. Yeah, I said it right. That was the show you left me for last week. So Take, take a listen to it. Uh, we had Sebastian Cage uh, in, in the, co- in the uh, mothership. Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah, he was there. He's been promoted. It's, it's one of their highest rated, most downloaded re- episodes so far. I Based think, on what, your mom? I think the green man needs to come back and, uh, you know, maybe we could have a three-way dance with Andy Lee hey, and Danzo and a, the green man. Maybe we'll invite you. Maybe we'll have a fatal four-way. Oh, man, I'm so busy that day. <laughs> I'm you, busy that day. Are you combing your beard? No, I'm braiding it like Seamus did. <laughs> but it's a great episode. Episode 60 of the Ring Rats. Check it out. 60. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I got to plug is... Oh, so not my go-home thoughts? You're still in- Wait, I'm still plugging. Oh it's the plug train right now. Another thing I got to plug is our friends, the Boulevard Love Bullies. The Boulevard Bullies, yeah, I figured. Challenged us to a death, a beer pong death match. Time out. What? They didn't challenge us. No, you're right, you're they right. They challenged Michael you. Michael putty. You're absolutely right. And they, a special guest. They challenged me and Eric Jaden, the definition of authority and sexiness. Is sexy Zion? Zion? How do you pronounce that word? <laughs> you should text him. You have his number on your phone. Just text him. Be like, please, pronunciation of, of your phone. Yeah, name. over text. That's why. <laughs> that Google Translate. Sense. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Boulevard uh, Bullies, or like MJF likes to call you guys, the Boulevard Bitches. I like that. Even though I'm not a big MJF fan. You know, he didn't want to take a picture of me at Capital Wrestling, so he's he's on my list. Uh, oh, he's my new, I'm his new Rebel One fan. <laughs> but Boulevard Bullies set down a challenge for the beer pong death match. Can I go my home? Eric Jaden and Greenman accepted. This table has to be built. You know, okay. there's zero. This is not going to happen at all. This is so happening. I'll give you another dollar. I'll go double or nothing. Ooh. Let's do this. Bet me an American dollar. You know what? Bet me a Canadian dollar because it's gonna make you. It's gonna make you work to go find me a Canadian dollar. Then I'm not gonna get you a dollar then. <laughs> but um, I yeah, a Canadian penny. I think I've won in my bucket of something. No, fuck that. Uh, but it's we're gonna Canadian we're gonna penny. build a table. We're gonna build a table. We're gonna have Just a match. So if you're a promoter idea. of a, organ- a wrestling organization and you want. This beer pong death match with Eric Janin and the Greenman against the Boulevard Bully, Steven, Pat. Who knows? Masada maybe be the guest referee. Um, there'll be other people around. Masada doesn't even know about that. Greenman is just... I'm just throwing your name uh, out. Just like Lily. <laughs> He's not promoted for this thing. <laughs> no. Stockade, if, if you're listening out there and you want to be part of this uh, beer pong death match, uh, get in contact with Steve, Pat. You guys are friends. Uh Tell me you want to be like the enforcer. Um, get Father Tremont on this. Get, maybe we could get Larry Legend to announce this shit. It's going to be huge. Um, but first, we got to build the table. If you have any ideas of what should be in this table, email us at inbox at shadowwrestling.com. So long. And that is my go-home thoughts. Um, Eric Jaden, 
we got we to gotta go practice. We got to drink some beers, some nice American beers, and uh, make sure we know how to shoot some ping pongs. Um, besides that, we're going to be featuring Eric Jaden on upcoming episodes of A Shot of Wrestling because he's going to be giving us some advice. I'd like to talk about you. Love sexy advice from the definition of authority and sexiness. Um, so that is coming soon to A Shot of Wrestling. And those are my go-home thoughts. Michael J. Putty, what do you got? Oh, you took way too long. We are overtime. I went to next week. Nah, yeah. give it to me. Come on. So this is a show for the fans, by Come the fans, on. right? Yeah. Fuck that. So what do you want to talk about? Do your shtick. Do the shtick. No, no shtick. What are no. your go-home thoughts? That's why I what wanted you... to go first. Mine's a shitty go-home thought, so uh, let me uh, just save it. I'm interested. I'll tell you all fair. Uh, is, it about, is it about your date last week? Oh, now you want to know. <laughs> uh, shut this up. Is it, uh, is it about um, wrestling? Anything wrestling-related? It is a wrestling show. The show is from the fans to the fans. Twitter, no A. Instagram, Facebook. You're, you're not doing At Michael right. J. Putty. For all your real wrestling waiting. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is how it's I just, done. I just, I just save to you follow like, us. Save you five minutes. <laughs> go to a shot of wrestling on Facebook and Instagram. Shot of wrestling, no a on Twitter. This show is from the fans and to the fans, and this is your forum to discuss your thoughts. Have fun with it, and who knows, your thoughts could be part of next week's show. To be part of the conversation, dial it up six one nine three four three three zero zero five. And for more information, or to be a sponsor, or to book this beer punk death match. In your organization, email us at inbox at a shot of wrestling.com. Yeah. So for Green Man, for Mike Law, colossal Mike Law, or Money Mike Law, like we call him now. Money do, Mike. Do we call him that? Uh, I, I think I'm, I've totally reinvented his, his, his whole shtick. Does he know that? Um, no, he doesn't. Once again, Mike, you're doing this stuff legally. <laughs> we can't promote on this show. Mike, feel free to change your name to Money Mike Law. It's, it's, it's so much better. I love it. All right. Until next week, uh, for the Orange Man, I am at Michael J. Putty. <laughs> Putty out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, just when you think we're done, we're bringing back in. Colossal Mike Law is here for an extra round of shots. So this is rapid-fire questions, Mike. You just answer the first thing that comes to your head, all right? Ready? <laughs> we'll see. Go ahead. Other than wrestling, what is your favorite sport? MMA. Are you a dog person or a cat person? Sure, I'm a dog person. I'm allergic to cats. Nice. What is the best feature on a woman? Eyes. Nice. Who is your... Celebrity crush. I don't have a celebrity crush. Everyone has a celebrity crush. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't really. Who is winning the fight between McGregor and Mayweather? If uh, McGregor gets blown up, Mayweather will win by decision. Oh, good ending to that. Uh, what is the best organization you've ever wrestled for? Capital. <laughs> <laughs> what is the first thing you're going to buy with that WWE paycheck? I'm going to buy my mom a new car. Oh, wow. And my dad. Nice. And my dad. Two cars. Love it. That was Extra Round of Shots with Colossal Mike Law. Thanks, brother. And that's our show. Thank you, guys. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case.
They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>